Hello out there. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Eric Johnson, the brand. And Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. Hey, Aaron, what's happening, bud? What's going on? What's going on out there, man? How you feeling? Feeling good? Doing all right, man. Just trying to catch up on some of this stuff. We've been gone for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to slow roll it back on the end of the day. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Yeah. So what do we got going today? Well, you know, Aaron, you and I talk about this a lot during our days together. And our subject today we're going to talk about is... Are you open to being coached? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's something I've been kind of thinking about in the last couple of weeks because, you know, it's it's going on winter break. A lot of the fall sports are ending. And I'm getting, you know, a lot of new inquiries. You know, kids who finished their season, they want to start training. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you, you have athletes who, or parents you know, that call and they want to train, but I think sometimes they have their own preconceived notions on what that training should look like, you know, and when it doesn't fit that, they're, they can be resistant. And so what I'm, you know, trying to tell these athletes is you have to be open. If you're not completely open and you're going to see an expert you know, you're not going to be able to take advantage of the information he can, he or she can give you. I mean, why go see an expert and then second guess everything that they're doing? You know, are you are you really looking for help, or are you just looking for someone to, uh, you know, validate what you're already thinking? And this kind of was illustrated by an athlete that I have, young athlete, and um, I he's doing a speed program. And part of when I do speed programs, I give lifting and the running. And when I wanted to give him the lifting, he was resistant. Oh, well, I've got my own lifting program and da da And so that was fine. I kind of backed off because I figured, well, maybe he has someone in his area because he's not from this area. And fast forward four or five weeks later, we're not progressing. And I said, well, what kind of lifting are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this, this, and this. I said, well, none of this of what you're doing complements what we're doing, you know? And it, at the onset, I'd asked you, you know, I said, I had a routine for you to do that would help us work towards our goal. And so that's the sort of thing that kind of struck me. You know, it's like, you know, do you want to trust something off the internet Mr. 16 year old, or do you want to trust this 30 year old black guy who's been do- or, or 58 year old black guy who's been doing it for 30 years? You know, and I and I and I see that a lot. And I'm sure you probably see it in in on your side from the technical aspect. You know, people come to you help to help them with their hitting, but yet they are resistant in changing things about their swing. And, and and I think it's more of, you know, maybe there's a little misinformed, maybe because they've had some success with certain things in the past, they don't want to quite let go. But to get the benefit of any coach or any trainer, you've got to turn yourself over. And we always talk about immersing ourselves 
you know, in what you're doing. And that means, you know, giving some of that control over. So that's kind of was the impetus for this subject um, today is that I want people to kind of think about, hey, am I really all in? Which was another one of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, are you all in? Yes. And, you know, and if you're not, maybe some of the, the, the steps leading to deciding with going with a trainer might, should look like doing a little bit more due diligence. Um, there's, I talk to a lot of people who, who want to come into game speed and a lot of them don't even read the website. No. And I think it's important that parents and athletes understand uh, a trainer's philosophy and their background and their pedigree. Uh, All of that should help you either ask more questions or feel at ease about what this individual wants to introduce to you as an athlete. You know, so even if you don't do something as basic as that, well, yeah, you're going to probably have some reservations and things like that. So, you know, you've got to kind of, you know, do your homework as well. And I think after you do your homework, then maybe some of those fears and reservations can be, you know, allayed. But um, I'll let you go ahead and take it from from here. Aaron, I marveled at the the fact that people don't read um, websites, do their homework, um, ask questions when they're inquiring, whether it's your services or mine, it, I'm always amazed that people who don't do that and just go, oh, I heard about this. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's kind of like this instant gratification society that we live in now that, oh, this worked really good. Okay, it'll work for my kid. Or this is happening. I better do that. Or I'm going to miss out on something. Right. And I feel that if you're just engulfed and you're a, a student athlete, um, a young athlete that wants to move forward in what they're trying to do, then you're engrossed in the process. You know, again, we always talk about the process and what does that mean? Process means longevity and an activity with adjustments along the way that allow you to get to your final destination wherever that is being. And I think a lot of uh, athletes, parents, and if you're all listening out there, understand that whatever you do in athletics, it takes time. It's not a short-term fix on anything. Whether you're a, a volleyball player, a softball player, a track and field athlete, football player, basketball, baseball, et cetera, et cetera, golf or tennis, um, understand that. You're trying to get your body in the best possible shape for the long haul. It's not a short term, like I'm just gonna come out and just, I'm gonna go this tournament or I'm gonna go this meet for two weeks. I need to be ready in two weeks. Well, what do you mean? That's just like, we're just scratching the surface after two weeks. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like helping you start to understand the movement patterns or things you need to do. So right. you know, that's that's what we're talking about. You know, not only athletes are you are you you're open to being coached, but parents are you open to be coached by experts. And that's why we're called experts. Right. We're called experts because of our pedigree as a term that I love that Aaron uses. Pedigree. Our experience, the things that we've put in, not only teaching 
and training, but doing as professional athletes as we once were. I mean, that has to mean something to someone. And there's that experience that, you know, you can't just just get, you know, you have to do it in order to feel it and be part of it. I think that's one thing that we bring to the to the party that makes our pedigree so strong is that we've lived it, done it, coached it, trained it, and adjusted along the way to get our athletes where they needed to be. You know, so, you know, Aaron, I throw it back at you. Hey, parents, are you open to being coached? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think also, you know, you got to look at what your motivation is for seeking out a coach or a trainer and that sort of thing. And and failure is a big part of, you know, our business. And, you know, it's the drives a lot of people. And I think sometimes when you've been having some failure, you're always worried about, okay, the last thing I did didn't work. Now, you know, is this other thing, you know, this new right. thing I'm going to do not work too is it going to fail also and i i think you've got to somehow shake that and treat every new experience as a new experience and you can't kind of bring you know that baggage from the prior relationship you know (laughs) he didn't treat me well you know (laughs) to the new relationship all you're doing is making it harder for the next (laughs) your next date you know your next uh next guy or whatever so you've got to kind of learn to leave that stuff behind um and and like i said look at each new experience as an opportunity and maybe this is the one and you know like you said you got to give some of these things time and i think because people are so worried about failing or this isn't working in the timeline that they're they're talking about that they pull the ripcord and you know maybe part of what your conversation can be is say hey well you know what's what's you know what can we expect through this process you know how long do you think it might take that sort of thing uh you know i do get that question a lot in terms of when do you when do you think it's gonna get better you know (laughs) right you know everyone's that's different than hey explain to me the process Mm, that sure is. That's completely different. That's yep. not the same question. And I think once you understand the process and someone may be able to explain to you the ebbs and flows, and sometimes it's taking one step back to take two steps forward. And there may be a longer time horizon than what you expect. Then at least at the beginning, you know that. And at the first point of adversity, you know, you're not thinking, okay, this is, you know, I'm in another bad program and uh, and we need right. to bail. Right. Um, I think that's, that's very important. And yes, us as trainers and coaches, you know, can probably do a better job of explaining that process, but it's not always that cut and dry and that easy because everyone's busy and we're, everyone's moving, but it doesn't hurt to ask it at some point, even if it's two or three weeks into the process or, you know, a few sessions in the process. This way you have a clearer understanding and expectation. And you don't write it, you know, you don't write setoffs as, oh, this is the beginning of failing. Or setbacks, excuse me. Setback. As beginning of failing. 
I, I had a kid who, you know, we probably, I can't remember how many miles an hour we put on during the off season into the high school season after our throwing program, I think mm-hmm. maybe four to six miles an hour. Right. And this kid still wants to, you know, he's looking for velocity improvements in, you know, July, August. And he's frustrated and he's like, well, that you're not going to get those jumps in July and August. Your arm is tired. But, but what they, again, without being always have that conversation articulate, they think, oh, well, this didn't work. And it's like, well, no, you have to wait until next year for that next four, you know, the next four, four miles an hour, four miles an hour, because now you've still got to go back and do another four month, five month off season program. Right. You know, you've you hit the ceiling of what you can get out of your body this year. That's it. But because that timeline may not match what you want, it's still how things work. And and so, like I said, athletes will ha- have that sort of um, experience and think, oh, well, it doesn't work. Or, you know, I got to go find something new. And uh, I don't think that's the right way to approach it. I mean, most of the coaches I've had throughout my years as an athlete, I had for 10 years, 15 years, you know what I'm saying? 20 years. I don't think there's a coach that I hadn't had that wasn't a multi-year coach, five, seven, you know, quite a bit of time. And like anything else through that period of time, you have highs and then you have lows. Yeah, Aaron, I think, can have I said any, but I you know, and I want to backtrack a little bit about what you said because this really stands out. Um, explaining the process versus when will I get better soon? You know, like instantly. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, and I know you and I do this a lot. You know, because we may not do it in the first session, but you know, the second, third, or fourth session after they've kind of got their feet on the ground yeah we might say something like okay you've been you know here for a little bit how do you want to get better now that you kind of like have a feeling what are what are your goals mm-hmm. and i i'm amazed by this too how many how many athletes don't have any goals like yeah. hey, a goal this year you know and you know what are you trying to do and i think that's part of you know in the process of are you open to being coached is that that's something that we're saying that we think you should try to start thinking about i think athletes are just training to train without any defined Mm -hmm. goals of what they want to achieve like what do you i tell my hitters you know what do you want to hit this year what's your average what's your on-base percentage how many doubles you want to hit how many rbis how many stolen bases, you know? And then on the defensive side, say, hey, how many errors do you want to make this year? You know, at your position, here's a good fielding percentage. Or what are you trying to do? You know, I want to improve my range. Okay, now how's that going to equate into the game and make you that type of player? So, you know, I think back to understanding the process and why you want to get better, goal setting, that's part of, you know, are you open to being coached? And understanding that, that that's part of the equation. It just can't be, I'm just training to train. Yeah. Or I'm just coming to hit to hit. Mm-hmm. What, you know, you got to be open to understand what we're trying to teach. Like, we want you to have goals. Right. We want you to try to achieve this. 
And I think that's so important, you know. And I, I, I think a lot of a lot of players, um, and I want to get back to this subject of, of being coached. Um, and it goes back to I always say the COVID era. We're 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 out of. I'm calling it. We're out of now. I won't say we're in it. We're out of now. Um, but people went and looked at research. That's all they had time to do. They couldn't get outside. They right. start looking up stuff on the internet and say, okay, um, well, th- these guys say that, that, that must be, that must be something that must mean something. One or two, three. It's not like they researched 30 hitting instructors or 30 sports performance coaches. They said, oh yeah, this looks good. Okay. This one or two guys here. And okay. That's, that's what it is. Right. And then all of a sudden they became the expert about, well, my kid's doing this swinging and, you know, I saw on the internet, well, that's, the, first of all, it's in a cage. It's not on the field. Yeah. And we're just talking about something that is stale. <laughs> I'm talking about live hitting, <laughs> talking about things that will happen in the game. Right, right. Experiences. This is not so stale and the ball's not coming straight down the middle. It's not being tossed in this one specific spot. The ball is hitting so many different uh, points on the plate that I can't explain to you how different it is. But through my experience in coaching, because we're asking you to be open to be coached through my experience coaching and playing, hey, here are some of the things we think you need to understand. And this is the reasons why. You know, so kind of, you know, I, I wonder if, if that has something to do with it, Aaron, is that people during that that COVID period were just, you know, researching and figured that they were the experts. Yeah. Well, that kind of dovetails into actually what I was going to um, move on to. Um, I was watching a movie this weekend called Amsterdam, and there was a line in it that said, you have to decide which God you're going to follow home. And... You know, that's basically what we're talking about. You can't, you know, all the information could be out there. You know, you could get some good information off the internet. But if the professional you're going to has different information and wants to do it a different way, you can't kind of fact check, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, What one is versus the other because they're not the same thing. And it's not even fair because you're not... Anything you get on the internet still is is kind of at face value. Doesn't talk about any of the the idiosyncrasies, you know, the different scenarios, the nuances, all of that. And so, you know, you have to, I think, decide and say, hey, look, this is the this is the path we're going to go down. This is the God we're going to follow, at least for this period of time. Right. You know? We have a, a podcast you guys should listen to called Too Many Cooks in the Kitchen. You know, it's similar to that. And and so get you, be familiar with the process. Follow, you know, just one guide at a time. One guide. And, and give things time. And if things start to go awry, then have a conversation. You know, I just last week, I, you know, I had a young lady. She was coming in twice a week. Mm-hmm. a basketball player and doing and she really was doing well she caught some things on you know for the first probably three or four months and then she had she got sick she started to miss uh, i'd been out you know and all these things kind of discombobulated you know a right. little bit now i had checked in with the parent and she goes yeah you know this has happened that happened and you know because i always ask hey well how you know how's how's she playing on the court and that sort of thing and to kind of you know 
keep tabs and make sure what we're doing in the gym is transferring. And so some of it wasn't. And she kind of started to backslide a little bit. And what the conversation allowed us to do is to start to pinpoint, say, oh, okay, you know what? Her schedule is off. Your schedule is off. Her, you know, she wasn't coming in twice a week anymore. She's coming in once a week and missing this or missing that. Um, right. But level of competition that she's playing is higher now. Uh, you know, she just came off of being sick. You know, so now instead of, you know, silently going away, complaining, we were able to sit down and troubleshoot. Oh, this is kind of what's been happening. Okay, well, now it makes sense. How do we get back on track? And Reboot. Reboot. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think parents should be more interested in that than, okay, let's jump ship. I mean, if you want to jump ship, you want that's fine. That's but, fine. you know, there's another podcast I want you to listen to. It's called Magic Beans. <laughs> right. And... Um, uh, the philosophy behind that. Listen to that. And uh, I think there's a lot of that that has to do with people jumping ship. So, um, again, in my experience, in most athletes that I've had or even know, uh, professional athletes, they've been with their coaches for years. Yes. And that's, that's through good and bad. It's not all good. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you're going to kind of look, you know, if you always have the grass is greener on the other side, you're never going to find that that coach that can help you. Yeah. So, man, that's my two cents on it. Well said today, Aaron. Um, I, I, I really like this subject. People don't really talk about a lot about, you know, it's all interrelated. Um, I think the podcast that you heard i hope you wrote them down people out there because i think those are very good can help you in in helping with your your process with your process with your athlete so aaron with that said i think we've uh we've hit uh are you open are you being open to, to are you open i should say to being coached so um with that said aaron i i just want to hit a couple bullet points uh about what we got coming up man here soon on um what uh, the brand and the source are doing over at Game Speed. Um, parents out there, uh, remember uh, coming up here over the next uh, probably 30 to 40 days, 60 days, we'll be doing a, uh, a little seminar over there at Game Speed, uh, how to navigate travel ball. I think it'd be a great seminar for you guys to come on in and check out what Aaron and I have to say. How do you navigate your young athlete, you know, in, in travel ball? So that was one thing. Stay tuned to us. We're going to have some projects coming up too, Aaron, uh, regarding um, some of our heavy hitters, Rob Bruno, uh, Ron Wotus, some of those guys are going to be on uh, some of our podcast and uh, check us up at Mic'd Up too, Aaron, you know? Sounds great. With that said, <laughs> uh, I think that's it today, Aaron. But uh, hey, this is the brand, Eric Johnson. And this is the source, Aaron Thigpen. We'll see you.